Welcome back to the Off My Podcast. My name's Ben. I'm joined by Bren today. And we're going to be talking about not only the two Premier League games that are for the uh, top four, we're also going to be talking about the relegation games. So I think we should get stuck into it. So the first game we're going to be talking about is Arsenal-Watford. Of course, Watford and on the relegation zone, I believe, due to the goal difference by a point to Aston Villa. Uh, no, it's just based on goal difference there. You know, pretty much Watford has to score, like, two goals in this game. And Aston Villa needs to score, like, either... Yeah, need to uh, Watford needs to either win... Or, yeah, no, what, both of these games need to win. I'm trying to think of, like, them drawing, but, nah, Watford and Villa, it's either, like, it has to be either one of them wins, just because the goal difference is by one. Right. Okay, so, we're going to talk about Watford Arsenal first. So, what do you believe, uh, what what do you believe our, uh, Watford's position is right now? Well, I think Watford, it's, it's going to, like, it's, I, I was watching this, like, video where it's talking about like the amount of talent that are going to be going down in the Premier League like you just think Norwich have like so many so much talent uh, overall in their squad uh, same thing with I mean Bournemouth have uh, bits and pieces all around Watford the same uh, same thing with Villa they uh, also I feel like Watford and Villa also have a little bit of bits and pieces and my opinion it's good. It's just gonna be, I think, just for those two games, it's gonna be an all out who can like just attack the most that they can, right? It's going to be who can successfully keep on attacking and keep scoring goals. I think it's gonna be. I think the more difficult of the two games is obviously going to be for uh Watford against Arsenal who right. seem like, you know, they found some little bit of defense uh towards this ba- towards, you know, the end of the season. Uh you know, definitely it's it's a little bit of a shock compared to the beginning of the season with David Luiz and Socrates uh trying being that main focus and uh Mustafi, but I think it's just going to be interesting to see how they rotate and how and how they um go about it. I think with uh, West Ham versus Aston Villa, I think it's, again, the same thing of... I think both of those games are going to be who, who can score the most goals, right? Because right now, Aston Villa have the most potential to win, in my opinion. I feel like they and to stay above, and I think it's just going to come down to which team is going to lose. Because if both of them draw, if Aston Villa wins... If Aston Villa wins and Watford win, they, uh, I guess it'll just be based on how much they won by. Because if it's like, let's say, Watford went 3-0 against Arsenal and West and Aston Villa, actually not. I think, honestly, I'm trying to do the math like really quickly in my head. It's pretty much one needs team needs, to, uh, needs uh, the other to lose. And with uh, West Ham versus Aston Villa, I think it's just going to be a very... It, both of them are just going to be an all-out attack slugfest. And I think West Ham are going to... While we saw last game against Man United, they're more... They seem like they're better set up defensively. I think the big game is going to be what uh, Watford versus Arsenal, just to see how Watford come out and see if they can put up any... If they can put goals, uh, goals away against Arsenal... And, yeah, I, th- I just honestly, that's what I think is going to happen. What do you think, Ben? 
Um, well, I think for both games, it's kind of interesting to see that, like, both West Ham and Arsenal aren't fighting for anything now. Because Arsenal can't get into the, uh, can't get into anything in Europe. They have to win the FA Cup. And West Ham are safe. They were safe. Right, uh, from safe. drawing the last game, right. Right. So I think for both teams, do they really need to put out a starting lineup? Now, of course, is that whole thing of, well, if you want to carry the four minutes, especially with Arsenal because they have to play the FA Cup. Yeah. They can carry the four minutes to the final. And I think, especially with the announcement that the uh, league is going to start in about seven weeks after Sunday and three weeks after the Champions League final, I think it's, I think they might want to put out an all uh, starting 11, like a big starting 11, just... I mean, maybe not Arsenal because, again, Arsenal can't really... They, they can move up if Sheffield and Burnley lose. They can move up to eighth. Which still doesn't give them... Right. The they, it doesn't. So that could be a possibility, like... But then again, like, actually... Yeah. Nah, they, they can move up to eighth. And so maybe Arsenal just, like, maybe plays a little more of a youth side against Watford. But I, I honestly, I think it's both... With the uh, schedule turning around as fast as it is. And, I mean, it's not like it hasn't in the past. Like, we've seen, like, season ends in May. And then they play again in August. So, that's three months compared to... Right. Uh, let's just say, like, a, it's two months or so. Right. Uh, but still, considering that there are teams that are going to play in the Champions League and the Europa League, still, they're, they're, um, it's still a bit of a quick turnaround for them. They might put out, I think, honestly, they still might put out an all-out squad, uh, West Ham. That they might do that, just put out a whole big starting 11, just that way they can maybe carry some form into next season. And then it's also for, if they're going to stick with uh, David Moyes, just to really assess uh, what players he wants to keep, what players he wants to sell. And I think that last game was going to be used as a test. Maybe not so much for Arsenal, uh, just because, you know, I think under Unai Emery and now Mikel Arteta, it's more like playing a little bit more youth than anything. So it's definitely going to be different. I think it's going to be different starting 11s. But at the end of the day, I think I think it's going to come down to who can score the most goals and who can play better defense to not prevent goals. Right. And, you know, I mean, we look at both sides. They're both willingly capable of scoring in Watford have. Not only, well, not Trudini, but they have Ismail Sar. They have, they have, they have, they have some five Yeah, uh, so the Core have... can probably bang one. Like they have, they have good uh, options. I think Aston Villa does as well. Um, I mean, it's been more injury prone. Uh, Wesley obviously was their big signing. Really couldn't get it go. Samada seems like a decent replacement. Obviously Grealish and uh, John McGinn. Um, Seem like it. Maybe Trezeguet can pick up some form. I mean, he did score uh, against Arsenal, so right. So there. I mean, there is hope and possibility to um, for both squads offensively. I think, yeah. Right. Uh, defensively, I mean, it's a toss up. Every right, time. because you know Tyron Mings hasn't really looked the best. Um, you know that Aston Villa defense really hasn't as well. I think you know they brought in marvelous Nakamba. And you know he's been he's been decent. Not gonna lie, the first half, like the first bit, first half of the season, he was shaky. Now he looks pretty solid. Uh, Tyrone again, Tyrone Mings doesn't look like the player that 
I think Aston Villa fans were like hoping for when they win the championship. He really hasn't carried that form. I mean, he's still a decent center back, but you know, I think maybe it's just been a down year. Uh, El Mohamedi, again, um, I, I think he's more of an attacking fullback. Right. Um, so really doesn't provide you anything, and yeah, um, I, I think it's just gonna be interesting those two games just to see how well they play and how well uh, both teams are gonna proceed. Just because it's going to be like it, it's going to be just an all-out attack from one side, and I think maybe Arsenal's gonna step back a little bit more just so that way. <laughs> Uh, what they did against City is just so bad and hit him on the break. Right. So what are your predictions? I honestly see Aston Villa staying up. As much as I think Arsenal aren't going to pull out a full squad, I see Aston Villa staying up um, just because they do have that goal advantage. I think it's also going to be very difficult for Watford to put anything past Arsenal at this point. Um you know, Arsenal's defense, again, looks pretty solid, I think. Um, like, I mean, they might play a youth squad, so that way they have a little bit of... A little bit of... Uh, not depth, but a little bit of... Uh, rotation. Rotation for the FA Cup uh, final against Chelsea. So that could be a thing. So they, they might do that. But I honestly, I see Aston Villa winning probably at least 1-0. And then I think I see Arsenal winning like 2-0, 3-0. Sure. Um, I think, I don't know if I'm going to go as far to say that anyone wins, but I'm going to say, yeah, probably Aston Villa is going to stay up. I mean, you could see that, you could see why Arsenal would probably want to rotate. Right. And, but even then, uh, what depth do they have to rotate besides, you know, because they've had, they've dealt with a goalkeeper injury, they've dealt with kind of a dip in form and, you know. Even though they did lose against Aston Villa, they did win against Man City. They did win against Liverpool. So they're still kind of carrying some sort of form in, and especially with kind of how you know, like David Luiz looked really good against Man City. Like we, we, you don't really. I don't know if you want to drop those two just for the risk that maybe they aren't good against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. So I think you know I don't know if anyone wins. Uh, if if what I mean by that is like if West Ham or or Watford win, no West Ham. Uh, but if Watford and Aston Villa win. But I won't go as far to say as I think Aston Villa is staying up. I think, especially with their heroics against the Arsenal, I think Aston Villa are going to stay up. Right. And to be honest, uh, you know, they do have Mustafi out injured, so it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe they play holding um, instead of maybe a Socrates or a uh, David Luiz. I'm trying to think of the other center backs, but I really can't, like, Maybe, they, I mean, maybe they play Martinelli. They start Martinelli. Maybe, you know, they play Jacques and Torea instead of, like, Guendouzi. Or maybe they do play Guendouzi. Um, I don't know if Saliba's an option just because, yeah, I, just, I don't think Saliba's an option just because it, it, it's difficult. I think, I don't think he could be registered as an Arsenal player to play. Yeah. I don't think so either. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be interesting to see um, what their the lineups is going to be those two teams because the other side of it, uh, the two, the two, well, three teams playing for the last two Champions League spots, I know for sure they're going to try to play a full-strength lineup 
Um, I think we're gonna kick into the Chelsea versus Wolves game to start this off. Um, I'm gonna just start off real quick. I, 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 I think, um, I think it's gonna be difficult for uh, Chelsea to keep up with uh, with uh, Wolves def- uh, Wolves offense. You know, they do have Adama Traore. Raul Jimenez has been honestly one of like the Premier League's best goal scorers. Yeah, and if I could just kind of like um, cut you off for a little bit, yeah. I saw a an article that Man United were willing to sell Anthony Martial to spend ninety two million on Raul Jimenez. Ninety two. Yeah, well, I I think that was he said for a top goal scorer and it was Raul Jimenez, and they said we're going to sell him for ninety something million. Jesus. Yeah, so I not to cut you off, but I think yeah. definitely what you're saying is true. I mean, Diego Jota looks uh, seems like he's in all right form. I mean, Daniel Potens again is someone that they could uh, bring up. Ruben Neves hasn't really had the best of seasons, but he does take a lot of shots out of the box, outside the box. So you're gonna have to factor that in. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, I just see Wolves probably winning this one as much as Chelsea's form has been really well. I mean, they almost came back against Liverpool last game, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see how well they play. Uh, how well they play. Um, ben, what do you, what's your take on this? Uh, for this game, I think you can't underestimate what Wolves' position is right. because they have to win this game to at least qualify, be in the Europa qualifying. Right. Because they are facing competition against Jose's mighty... Tottenham. Not mighty, but Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, so I think, another, yeah, I think it's another game we should talk about for sure, just because they are playing Crystal Palace, and it is going to be another one of those games that, yeah, Chelsea do... Uh, that Tottenham do need to win, and Wolves need to win in right. order to stay... Uh, in order to uh, hold on to the sixth spot. So I think, yeah, definitely for Wolves, it's going to be... They're definitely going to play full-strength squad. They definitely... Because, look, they're in the Europa League, but they're also going to have to face probably Manchester United if they get that far. Because they also have to face Sevilla. They also they face one more team right. that's really good. So I think, you know, their their best, I think, shot at Europe, European competition is to finish in sixth and to qualify. Right. And I think if you're Chelsea, I think, honestly, I think it goes to, uh, I think it goes to the point where it's, Jorginho hasn't looked the best uh, Conte is still out with injury. Um, you know, Giroud is, you know, is picking up form again. Your defense has been looking good. Sometimes it's been lo- shaky. It just depends yeah. on who you're playing and what formation you're playing. Pulisic is on, Pulisic is on fire, <laughs> uh, pretty much. And William's playing pretty well to end off his contract. Uh, to try to get out with two months left. And pretty much. I mean, I think it's, uh, not to say that Chelsea don't have the firepower. It's going to be... <coughs> I think it's honestly... It's just going to be... I, I'm, I I could honestly see this being a draw. In my opinion. I, I could see this being a draw. In the sense of... Uh, you know, Chelsea not having the right players. And, you know, obviously it depends on who they're playing in goalkeeper role. Because if it's Caballero. Or if it's Kepa. Right. Yeah, I think it's gonna make a big difference. Um, I think honestly, if we're looking at maybe a predicting, maybe I think they Lampard's gonna go back to like what that three five two that he plays usually. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, uh, you know, Giroud is probably going to be the starting line uh, in the starting lineup. Um, you know, Zuma, Rudiger, SP, and James, Jorginho, Kovacic, Alonso, William, Drew. Sorry about that. <laughs> Technical phone. difficulties. Yeah, my phone went off for no reason. Um, yeah, so, again, I think it's, I, I think it could be, uh, the same starting lineup that they played against, uh, with Wool, against, um, not Wolves, Liverpool. Uh, they, they, I mean, yeah, but I think Jorginho looks gas. COVID, I mean, they're not as good defensively as Conte has been, um, together. And so I think it is going to put a little bit more pressure on the back line just to try to defend kind of like maybe the pace of an Adama, of an or the strength of Rojo Jimenez. Again, uh, I think it's just going to be about who, it's like with any game, who's going to score more goals. Right. I think if we look, um, I think, I believe Wolves had more days off than Chelsea. So that's going to play a big factor. Right. We've seen teams that have, you know, Manchester United who have been tired because they played so many games. Right. You know, they've had same thing as Leicester. And we'll get into that. But they've had more of a break off than, uh, than Chelsea. And Chelsea had to play Liverpool last at Anfield. Right. So right. And we've been talking about like these two games are going to be very difficult for Wolves. Uh, not for Wolves, for Chelsea to really stay and uh, to really uh, try to be competitive because these are Liverpool and uh, Wolves have been very like good defensive sides that are very hard to break down almost. And I mean, I mean, obviously Liverpool with the champions are the champions, so obviously they're probably one of the better defenders in the uh, better defenses in the league. But Wolves for sure have one of the harder defenses to break down. Um, uh, before we get into the other fourth place spot, let's, uh, Champions League spot game, let's just quickly talk about Crystal Palace and Tottenham. Uh, wait, I, yeah, you want to start, Ben? Yeah, I'll start. Um, well, Tottenham's been in, the last game they spanked, uh, Leicester 3-0. I mean, it wasn't even close. I don't, like, I don't think Leicester had really that much, or that many chances. Uh, so, they could bring that form in. Right. Into this game. I mean, I don't see Crystal Palace really needing anything, so... Nah, I mean, if they win, they'll be above Newcastle in 13th. Like, it's honestly... I think Crystal Palace are probably just... Probably, again, it's going to be playing a full-strength side just so that way you carry it into next season. Kind of like what what West Ham might do. Um, uh, Tottenham, again, uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be up to... Um, how they play because we've seen them play really well so i think honestly it's a spectrum with them yeah. it is it's like we see them play really well against uh top opposition and then we've seen them you know kind of underperform and that's what you get with jose Mourinho. So. right um you know yeah it, uh, against bournemouth you know and it, i think it's just gonna be very interesting on how they uh pro- proceed with um doing this um yeah i think honestly it really isn't much else to talk about with that game with again because it is a very important game for tottenham and for wolves so i do expect two full strength lineups and for chelsea as well as another full strength lineup to go into that last game of this season i even though chelsea might want to just hold out for an fa cup trophy uh i would honestly i would take a champions league spot over fa cup trophy 
um, just because I think you could still have a bit of rotation going into the FA Cup game against Arsenal. Uh, Okay, so the final game we're going to talk about is Man United versus Leicester. Man United currently are sitting in third just due to goal difference. I mean, obviously being a point above Leicester and Chelsea. Chelsea. And above goal difference with Chelsea, right. So, how do you see that game playing out? And Okay, so let me preface this by saying a couple of things. First of all, again, Leicester have had a week break while United have had four days. Uh, four, four or five days. So, and also, United, in seven out of the nine... Um, Seven out of nine things that could happen, uh, they'll they'll get in the Champions League. It's only if they lose where the two out of where right. it's two out of three, because because Ch- Chelsea would have to lose. So I think personally, and I know that a lot of people are gonna be talking about the gold, about the points, and like how it's been the lowest points in Premier League history for United. And I mean, does it matter? Yes, to an extent it does because we all looked at second a couple years ago and said. Wow, this is incredible! We finished second, but we were like miles off. We were miles off of City. Right, because City was centurions that year. Yeah, so I think you know, and I think I it was kind of the feeling with the Tottenham game. If United have a draw in their hands, they'll take it. And I think, especially with the pro- the problem that they might have to play a full strength squad for how many games? Because right, but at least they can play a full strength squad and then have that rest because they're playing last. Right, in, and they're gonna in, probably in the do Europa the same League. Thing they're five nil up, and they can play a Gallo, Don James. They can Gardner even or yeah. It looks you don't like, have to play a full strength squad against them because you're five nil up going into Old Trafford. It's going so. I think there's more of an incentive for them to play a full strength squad. Probably go back to um, trying obviously going back to that way of how they on that like nineteen twenty game unbeaten run uh i did see a report that luke shaw's back in training so that is a bit of positive going into sunday for manchester united even though brand williams you know kind of stepped in for those two games you know he did look a little bit shaky obviously he's i think more of an attacking left back if anything maybe a left wing back of sorts um and i think luke shaw really just kind of it has been kind of that anchor on that left side uh behind marcus rashford is it safe to say that if Manchester United are just going to play out for a draw, that they're that they're more confident to play out for a draw rather than, Chelsea than hope Chelsea lose? I think I don't know what confidence the right word because they're going to have to go into King Power, they're going to have to play. Well, they're playing away. They're playing a team that you know if they can create chances they'll score. Right. I think they'll be without Madison though, which is a huge part. And Madison, I think, and Diddy as well. Yeah, so that's too. So that's, yeah, and uh, Tillemans hasn't been looking on the greatest form just because, he, uh, because he really does rely on Ndidi and Madison to really feed him the ball and kind of be a, a good central midfielder alongside them to feed Vardy, uh, Iosi Perez, uh, uh, Albright, Harvey Barnes, yeah. Harvey Barnes, right? So I think Fletcher you know. I- I- Ignacio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So, um, I, I really, I can't really think of Leicester's defense right now. Uh, so I think for United, it's do I think they're going to be more confident going in, hoping for a draw? Because if you think about it, they get a draw, they're in the Champions League, and you know there was a joke on Twitter that if we if we make a compromise and draw, 
Leicester have a chance of finishing in the top four. Right. Because uh, of yeah, goal difference. Yeah. yeah. So, I think if you're Manchester and you're Leicester fans, maybe you're hoping out for a draw because uh, Man United are going to be in the Champions League no matter what, even if it's a draw or a win. Right. It's only when it's a loss. Right. If it's a loss, then it becomes a little bit more sketchy because... That you'd have to have uh, Wolves win. Wolves win, right. So, I think if Manchester United play to a draw, and I think that might be what Ollie sets up to be, I think uh, they'll take it. Uh, just, I mean, I don't know. Would, would it be if they draw, they go through? Uh, yeah. They'll get fourth? They'll, he, get, they'll get fourth at least. Because then if Wolves lose, if Wolves win, then I believe Leicester and Man right, United. Right, but what if Chelsea through. wins? Then Man United will finish fourth. Then but what about wins? What do you mean because about wins? Because Man United are sitting on 17 wins and Leicester are sitting on 18 wins. But we're one point ahead of them. You're so right. we'd be drawing, we'd have 64, they would have 63. Uh, right, you're right. I, honestly, I can't really do math. It's like 10.30 <laughs> at night and I'm tired. So, um, honestly, I, I, can't, I couldn't do math at the start of the video. I'm not sure why I couldn't. Uh, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure why I couldn't, like... Figure out, hey, this is not a good time to do maths right now. Um, so you're right. So I think Man United might go out just to play for a draw. And it's going to be a, a thing, maybe anticlimactic, but I think it's honestly just, I think it's going to be safe because I think we have, I think, I think for Ollie to keep his job, and I'm not saying and there's going to be any managerial changes because I think with uh, the stuff going on outside, uh, the stuff, uh, everything going on, I feel like, there really can't be a managerial change unless it needs to be so drastic or so, uh, like, important that you do need a managerial change. But I think going towards... But I think with a lot of Man United fans, I think it was, you know, uh, if Ali doesn't at least get top four, now having Bruno or... Because he now has starting to get the signings that he wants, obviously, uh, if he brings in Sancho and Grealish... Maybe another center back like a Ake. Uh, I think definitely there's no excuses for him not to perform and not to do well next season. However, I think this season was let's maybe pick up a trophy, maybe do well in the Europa League. Like let's get to a far in the Europa League. Let's or maybe even try to push for top four because I think a lot of Man United fans saw, you know, Liverpool, and Man City are obviously going to take those two, and I think honestly, I think a lot of people looked at. Um, Chelsea not having a um, Chelsea having a transfer ban, so they really couldn't pick up any players besides Kovacic and uh, Zic. Well, no, no, no. Oh, Go, this is this season. Kovacic and Pulisic, and plus playing uh, having a new manager and all that kind of stuff. Playing that into effect, I think they might have looked at Wolves because they're another team that's always been contending for European spots since they've been in the Premier League. Um, maybe even an Arsenal, but again, that was a big if. Uh, Tottenham, even I think maybe people looked at Tottenham, and you know, I mean, uh, obviously it's unfortunate with the drop off after Pochettino, uh, drop off the drop off they had in form compared to last season to this season, um, and I definitely don't think they should have sacked Pochettino, but like whatever that passed, and now we have Jose as manager, which is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, please put air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think honestly, I think a lot of Man United fans were looking at this season. I think especially me, 
uh, as a season where he needs to at least pick up silverware or show progress. And I think, honestly, if he does get top four, I think it's going to show that, okay, maybe Ollie's def- there could be the definite that, okay, Ollie is the right man for the job. And especially if he does get the plays that he wants next uh, in for the transfer window next season, which the window is starting up after Sunday. Yeah. Right. So, Pretty much that Monday. I, I mean, think, I know we've seen a lot of transfers moves already happen, but obviously... I mean, with, like, Ziyech, that was already confirmed. Right. Werner, we're, I think, honestly, just waiting until... And I think Werner was also a special case because he had that 12-day window where... Right, for that, that release clause. I mean, yeah. I think France is starting to make moves. Um, I know in some of the smaller leagues, they're also starting to make some moves as well. Um, I think Ajax signed a couple players or maybe a player or two. So, so yeah, we're getting off track. So, I think it's definitely uh, if I so thought for sure. I think, I think many United fans are either. Ho- I think honestly, if you're Ollie, you're going in for a draw. I think if you're a Man United fan, you kind of maybe want to win just to really seal it off that you're on sixty six points. You know, the only like now you're on sixty six points, and so you don't really care what the Wolves right. Chelsea game is going to be. So if Man United get out to a two 0 lead, I think they're gonna. I think Man United, I think they might play more conservative and maybe bring on, like, a uh, if they're going with the same starting lineup that they always have, maybe bringing on a McTominay or Fred for a Pogba or Bruno, and maybe, like, the 70th minute, 80th minute to really secure that win. Maybe right. a Brandon Williams eventually for, like, Greenwood or uh, Rashford Rashford's or something. Lead, yeah. yeah, just to really secure that win so that way, you know, they'll have a sit back, obviously, and... Try to keep possession so that way Leicester can't do what Southampton did in the ninety sixth minute. Felt like a five 0 loss. Honestly, yeah. yeah, that was a gut punch. Um, but if you're Leicester, how are you how are you going into this game? I think if you're Brendan Rodgers, you have to kind of you have to outclass Ola here right. because you're without two of your arguably two of your best players. Not even arguably two of your best players right. in Didi and Madison and. Possibly another person if something happens, you know, God willingly nothing happens, but right, you know, if so, you have to really kind of play into Telemans and Vardy's strength because Vardy's the guy that's going to get you goals in the city, right? And I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, he's been Lester's main goal scorer for the past couple seasons, and right, um, especially during that uh title winning campaign that they had. Uh, I think it's just noteworthy to point out. Uh, I'm looking at some of the fixtures that they had before. Uh, a two, um, Man United haven't lost a game against Leicester from the fixtures I'm looking at. Right. For the past yeah. uh, five fixtures that I'm looking at, they drew back in 2017. Um, but earlier this season, they won 1-0. I think it was to a rash penalty, and they yeah. sat back. So I think, honestly... I think that could be the tactic again. It's just to get a quick goal, get a quick one or two goals, and then just kind of sit back and just try to soak up pressure to then hit him on the break again. I think Ollie might revert to that tactic because it ha- it's been able, f- it's gotten him out of situations where they could either draw or still win that game. Right. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do, um, how they set up. I know uh, Man United's defense hasn't really looked the best. I mean, I know it's, 
pretty much down to fatigue and tiredness. Yeah, I mean, Maguire and Lindelof stepped up last game, but... Right, it's... Yeah, I, think, and I think really with the addition of Shaw, I think it's going to be a very big boost into for them uh, going into uh, this game. Uh, but yeah, I, that's pretty much it, I think. I feel like... Um, so what are your predictions for top four? I definitely see Man United either drawing or winning. Uh, I'm going to give a scoreline. If they draw, it's going to be 1-1. One, one. If like 1-1, one, one, I don't see them really doing anything else. If it's a win for Man United, I honestly see a 2-1, 3-1 win for Man United. I feel like they could put away a couple goals. And I think now since uh, Leicester aren't going to have a full-strength squad, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult to... Um, a lot more difficult for them to be able to uh, win, uh, win this game. And I think if you're Wolves and Chelsea, I think I think it could be a Wolves win. I honestly yeah. feel like it could be a Wolves win, like a 1-0, 2-0 win, I feel like, or at least a 2-1 win uh, for them just because... Uh, it's going to be very. Di- I think it's going to be very difficult to break down Wolves. I do feel like Wolves are a good attacking side. Yeah. Uh, so you believe that Man United and Chelsea, or Man United and uh, Leicester. I do think Man United and Chelsea are going to get it. Okay. I think Leicester are going to just drop points just because. Uh, yeah, they don't have a full strike squad, and I feel like Man United are really going to go out there and really perform well, especially the last two three games. We really didn't. We haven't really seen Man United at their full best. Right. I'm going to go with the hipster's choice. I'm going to go with Man United and Leicester. I think Chelsea, and I do believe this, I think Chelsea are going to have a hard time playing Wolves, even though in the return fixture they played five, they won 5-2. They've been so, like, especially, same with Leicester, but they've been in, like, a rough patch. Like, not a rough patch, but it's been up and down form, I think, for them. You know, you, you win against Man United, you lose against Liverpool, you... Uh, I think they won. Uh, they and then they lost it, or they they lost against uh, the Blades, and then they, then you lose against uh, West Ham. So I think it's been really up and down form for them. I don't think it's really been consistent. So unless they really unless they start pool sick, I don't see them. I I could see them winning the game, but I don't see them like. I could see Wolves win on the card too, especially with Wolves' position, uh, right. on the table. So I'm going to go with uh, Man United and Leicester. I think Man United are probably going to draw. I just think that just because it's safer. And even though the points difference isn't the best, but I think if many, I think Man United might just go out there and say, okay, we're going to you know, uh, score one and then play back. I think that could be it. I think Man United are going to go in for the draw and say, okay, we can, we can kind of rest up now. We can play kind of the Astana game against Le- the Astana lineup against uh, Lask. And then we can go into the Europa League kind of fully fit. Right. And then it's obviously a uh, difficult competition. We have Roma. There's Roma, there's Inter. Sevilla. Sevilla. Even uh, Wolves. I mean, yeah, Wolves are in it too. So, like, you, yeah, I think I think we're on it. I think Man United are on If they get to, like, the semifinals, they, they have to play Wolves or something like that. Or yeah. if I mean, obviously, if Wolves win... Um, against Roma, I believe that they're playing. Um, but yeah, I, that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't have, I don't think we have anything else to talk about, as far as how this weekend's gonna go, how these Sundays gonna go. Um, let us know what you guys think, what your predictions are in the comment section down below. 
again, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you know, obviously, if you think we're wrong or if you want to make any points yourself, again, comments down below or on our Instagram or Twitter, which also will be linked in the description down below. Um, hope you guys did enjoy this video, this uh, uh, long video, prediction yeah. video. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you guys did enjoy, and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, stay safe.